0: How are you doing? The the intro, Scarlet.
1: Am I doing the intro?
2: Yeah, do the intro. What do I say? Hey, welcome to this episode of Full Sin with Juan and Keith. I'm Scarlet. (laughs) And you go. (laughs) I think they know
1: who I am by now. (laughs) Well,
2: this is the first time you've been on video. Second time, the other one. Oh yeah, and actually,
1: I was introduced like twice when I first started. Yeah,
2: that back there. That has a name? Yeah. That. That has joined us again. Although
1: I did just like turn around and wave so you couldn't really see my face. But you were
2: blonde back then also. I was purple.
1: <coughs> I was never blonde here.
2: For the that, you were I was no, purple. you had the orange then. I had purple. Oh.
1: <laughs> I did have purple hair. Well do the intro. Why? Why not? Because I don't even want to be on camera.
2: But you want to be on the show.
1: I want my voice to be on the show.
2: Well, use your I voice. I told and-
1: you I'm the laugh track. <laughs> not the- Put your hood on. Oh, yeah, I do have a hood. I already have a hat, though.
2: Put the hat on top of the thing. <laughs> All right, welcome to this episode of Full Send. <laughs> I'm Kiefer. That's Juan. And then we have Scarlett, or from... The first introduction of her, we have that with us again.
1: That thing. that has a
2: name. It's Scarlet. <laughs> syllables? No, pronouns. Pronouns. There you go. Syllables. <laughs> <laughs> syllables. What are your syllables? Uh, two. Key fur.
1: <laughs> Mine is also two. Hey man.
0: It's a long day. If you started. misspell
2: wands, it's two. Jaun. Yeah. Ja. Or
1: it's three. If you think his name is Javier.
2: Yeah. Javier, yeah. That's right. I, I do you doubt that. my
1: ability to count? <laughs>
2: <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I mean, your friends don't Although go that I'm high. I want count
1: all the NATDA inventory.
2: Yeah, thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. I did welcome. not want to do that. It speaking, sucked. <laughs> speaking of inventory, today's topic, how to streamline fulfillment. Fun topic. Roll I it. love talking.
1: You're welcome for that segue.
2: That was a really good segue. <laughs> and now roll the intro. No, now roll it. Roll no, now roll the intro. Oh.
0: Let's get straight to the point. Operations, inventory, oh, warehouse management.
2: Streamline going from sales to shipping. From buying it to once it's bought for the packing, the shipping, delivery, and destination. Yeah, that's a lot. I was um, wrong.
1: Minus the screw-ups
2: from the shipping companies. We're not including that today. That's a whole beast inside of itself. But I know, I know a while back, I say a while back, a year or two ago, Shipping and fulfillment was definitely chaotic. Most definitely. And I know it's still somewhat chaotic and still a cluster of funness. But how do we, Fun. how did we get from where we were to where we are now with our shipping? Man, processes. But you haven't watched that episode. It's linked right there. That little card that just popped up the right AC. there. see.
0: <clears throat> but no uh, processes, and then just knowing when it's time to grow your team. Then um, purchasing is tied into it. You, if you don't have the inventory, the people, the salespeople can't sell it. Then the salespeople can't sell it. You can't fill it because you don't have the inventory. and Blah blah blah. But um, streamlining, streamlining, stream. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk. Getting your purchasing in order um, is a keynote to that because you want to make sure that your vendors, you have good, solid communication with your vendors, that they're able to communicate back and forth with their issues as far as inventory levels go.
2: Um, Because I remember at one point before we had someone doing purchasing by themselves that the salespeople would sell it and there'd be... 20 different people communicating about the same thing straight from the sales room to the admin side over here and things would get lost. Things would get duplicated things. It, it was crazy. Um, it was a wild, wild west.
1: <coughs>
0: now. Yeah. Um, it'd get crazy. Um, having, so before we hired Brandon on for purchasing, I was over purchasing and, for, and I was over operations and everything operations. But, um, You have to have somebody who can focus directly with your inventory, Um, just that they live and breathe inventory. Um, Your min-maxes, seeing what's moving, what's not moving, Um, checking the quality of the products that are coming in, Uh, maintaining that relationship, a good relationship with the uh, vendors. You almost have to have like a good cop, bad
2: cop, you know. Um, So which one are you? The bad cop. Slam the desk. I'm going to get you. And then, yeah. But no. Um, and then we also have someone now, so we have Brandon in purchasing. Yeah. But then we have inventory control or warehouse control, yeah. which is Jimmy. I'm getting that fool. Golly. I was about to ask, how does he play into this whole situation? Well, I was about to
0: get to that, but you beat me to it. Segway. No. Segway. Yeah. Um, damn. I forgot what I was going to say. He was working
1: but, himself into the Segway. I just know. threw him off track.
0: Thank you. But no, Brandon's <laughs> over. purchasing away. <laughs> Thank you. Brandon is over purchasing and uh, he focuses on the quality and all that of the product, maintaining the relationship with the vendors. Um, on the flip side of that, on the back side of it, we have Jimmy, who is over the warehouse management, warehousing, um, restocking all the shelves, making sure rotating all your inventory. Um, that way, we're not sitting on old inventory. Um, so Basically, their two relationship, they have to be like neck-to-neck or like Siamese twins almost because they have to be able to have an open communication of, hey, this product isn't moving. Hey, we're getting low on this, or we're having defects on these products that one person can't catch everything. <coughs> so Jimmy is vital to the play as far as with restocking, checking the quality of the products, Um making sure the fulfillment team has enough products on their shelves to fulfill all the orders coming in and then, um, and just everything that has to do with the warehousing part of it.
2: Um, So let me ask this. Um, If you were sitting down at a table with someone that is trying to get their operations department, specifically fulfillment of products, whether it's, auto industry like us or t-shirt company or whatever that looks like, right? Whatever industry that is, they're sitting down at a table with you and they're like, Hey, how do I get to this point? It's chaos right now. So what is as easy, easily explained as possible? How do you get to the point where you start streamlining that and becoming better at organizing your fulfillment processes?
0: So one thing I, I would recommend is knowing how many products you have. Um, because you might not need a team as big as, I say as big as I have, because it only, we'll have Jimmy, Brandon, and Samantha. Um, if you have a smaller organization, you can get away with two, is how I was doing it before we grew even bigger. Because um, you can have repurchasing do the receiving and the warehousing. And that way they can see what's moving and what's not moving. But with us, that we have so many products.
2: I mean, we have over 2,500 SKUs on our website. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy insane. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, even right now they're, I feel they're shorthanded. So um, I am looking to fulfill to hire one or two more people to assist them in warehousing, but it's known how many products you have knowing that, The capacity that each person, each role that you're going to implement is capable of. You don't want to overwork overwork somebody, and then get nothing accomplished. I mean, it's you don't want to over over (laughs) overstaff yourself, but at the same time, you don't want to overwork your your staff that you currently have. So, see how many products you have. See what is the minimum number of people you can work with, and then what's the more comfortable number that you can. You can afford.
2: Yeah, because I know a lot of it boils down to workload. And if you have three people on the admin side of operations, so you're purchasing inventory and shipping, and you have two guys, but it you have 500, 500 packages in the queue to ship out, and they're never catching up to that, if it's not your processes of how you're getting there, you're short-staffed. Yeah, <clears throat> And that's not you know, there, there are peak parts of the season or of the year where you're going to be busier in any, any industry than others. Yeah. So not taking that into account where there's extra hours needed, but on your day-to-day operations, if you have two people and you have 500 packages left over every day, well, might be time to expand that team. Now, if your processes are just horrible, start looking at how you're doing this. What does that process look like from the sale comes in, we use a Shopify site and then we have salespeople that answer the phone. Well, maybe there's a kink in that, that funnel that you need to look at. Start there. Make sure your processes are good on how you're doing things the most efficient way possible. Then after that, if you are still behind, if you are still not managing the chaos of the number of packages or how things are being shipped out, quality, quickness, it might be time to expand that team. And that's what we've had to do. You know, we have, what, five ground? Six. Six ground and two freight. And we can barely keep up.
0: Yeah, we ship on a monthly basis anywhere from about 3,000 packages a month or 3,000 orders a month. Um, That's about 700. Ish, you ever take 750 a week? So, and that's my team busting their ass. So, I mean, again, in a
2: building that's 114 degrees in the shade because it's so freaking hot here in Texas right now. Like, I go out this door from my studio and it's upstairs and I walk into an oven. Yeah, I can't, I I, I don't know how these guys do it. I'm gonna bring some brownies and see if they'll cook. (laughs) <laughs> Go throw an egg in the, uh, <clears throat> egg or some bread into the, uh, the, the mailbox out there. See if it bakes. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's something that like to, to be able to get to the point to where you are productive and efficient, you really got to take some time and examine how your operations are flowing. You know, there's plenty of self-help YouTube videos and, um, books you can read on refining that process, and you can find other companies like you know, Vistage has groups, EOS has, or Entrepreneur EO has uh, groups that are full of people in operations and marketing and sales that you can come together as a round table and discuss these things. Look, look for those opportunities.
0: Not only that, but I mean, another thing you can do is depending on on your finance status and all that, uh, take tours of all your vendors' warehouses and see how they operate. Ask them questions mm-hmm. on how how does your process work for when my order comes in. That way you have a better understanding of how they operate, so you know their timelines and how long it takes for them to fulfill your order. You and you can pick one. up
2: nuggets of how they operate yeah. that you can apply to yours. Because I know after every trip that... Uh, I know you and, you and Sam did uh, a shipping conference and then... Um, Y'all went to Diamond C. Y'all went to a couple of other vendors that we have and saw how they operated. And you took notes and you're like, all right, these are the things I want to implement from this. We're going to a barcoding uh, system here soon and just be able to track inventory and warehouse better. But it's also exciting. Yes. Because it's a step forward. But within that, look for those opportunities where you can grow. Don't, Don't be afraid to examine your operations and, you know, feel bad because they're in chaos right now. Get excited because there's opportunities to fix things. Yeah.
0: And then also see, I mean, where your company is wanting to head to. So, like for us, Tyler in, I think it's eight years or 10 years, it's, he wants to do $50 million in revenue. Totally possible. But it won't be the same company that we are now in order to do $50 million in shipped revenue. Cause we're going to have to have a WMS system implemented where we're barcoding and we're scanning incoming orders, scanning
2: outgoing orders. And <clears throat> There's a company that I've always been fascinated by and I want to go there one day, but I've never been to New York. Little Debbie's. No, no, I need to stay away from that place. <laughs> um, B&H warehouse or B- B&H uh, photo. They have a historic building in uh, New York city. But when you order something, they don't go walk to a shelf and grab it. Everything on the floor is display. They literally put it in a computer, and someone downstairs puts a tote on a conveyor belt. And this conveyor belt goes up and down five stories of building to that place, pulls the right product, they get it on there, they get it to you, and it's pipes upon pipes on belts like you like when you have uh, the cartoons or the comedy or the the, the movies that... You see all the airport conveyor belts that are just like insane. Yeah. It's that, um, that is an inventory system. Chaotic, but it works for them. I've always wanted to go tour of that place, just because of the amount of delivery systems they have. And you, you'd be surprised at like
0: how fast some of these places can like this fulfill the order. Like, <coughs> I'm, I'm. Amazed, not in, in a good way, uh, with McKelvey. As far as I can submit them a big ass order, like twenty, thirty thousand dollar order with over a hundred SKUs on it.
2: And I'll, how quickly they can put that together? And they'll
0: have it done for me within a day. And that's my goal here is to have that same turnaround service for our customers as to have that that our vendors have. And it if
2: is. we had twenty. 20- $30,000 order on the regular, that'd be nice too. Oh, hell
1: yeah.
2: That's that, that, that $50 million goal, that big hairy goal that we're going after. Yeah.
0: But no, it, it's, um, I said, to answer your, like your original question is, you know, what, what I would tell them short and sweet would be just see how many people you need to actually operate. Um, don't be afraid to expand because you're going to have to expand in order to grow. If your but, goal is to, to grow your and scale your business, you're going to have to grow your team. Yeah, um, we went from heck two people fulfilling <laughs> ground and one person in freight to six people in ground
2: and two on freight. And two on a, freight within a year, year and a half. Yeah, um, it, it's it's amazing because with that growth, we had growth in the sales team, we had growth in the finance
0: department, growth in your this department. Yes,
2: yes. Um, It's growth is scary, but natural growth is amazing. When you get to the point where you need to add people, but be cautious because if you think it's that kind of growth and it's not, you're going to get in trouble. Look at your analytics, look at your trends of what's been happening. Yeah, Most definitely.
0: And like you said earlier, um, there are peak seasons where you are busier than normal, especially like in the, in the uh, closing retail side of it. (laughs) Um, During the holidays, your business is going to pick up because of Christmas, Thanksgiving,
2: school. Well, there's a lot of people like um, with the addition of TikTok shop on TikTok right now, there's a lot of these small creators. Like I, I have a laser engraving company that I own, that I operate. So I follow a lot of those kind of people on TikTok and they'll make a patch for a hat or they'll make a shirt or they'll make earrings or whatever or a sign and it just blows up. And they can't fulfill all the orders they get. And with TikTok, you have to get it out within a day and a half, two days, or something like that. And they're adding all this staff to these little mom and shops where it's a husband and wife doing this. And they're coming to find out that it's not sustainable because they're hiring these people, and then once that product isn't trending anymore,
0: yeah, they because have it's a trend. That, it, it's yeah, so like don't pop it.
2: Yeah, don't don't fall for the trends, but look, take a serious dive into the analytics of your company. And the, the the trends of how much have I shipping? How long have I been shipping this? Is this a is this just a peak season? Um, do we just need to be working more hours, or do we need to expand our team because this is steady growth?
0: And that's kind of like what, <clears throat> one of the older episodes we did um, expanding into different warehouses. It is, is falls in the same category. Um, for the longest, we were like, oh, we need to expand to the East Coast, West Coast, and which it's still in the foreseeable future, but. We solved majority of our issues that we were having at the time because we thought we couldn't keep up with just adding on to the team. Now,
2: now are there sp- perks to doing the the, the different locations? Absolutely. Absolutely. But is that <clears throat> is that natural growth for us right now? No. no that's forced growth. We're going to get in trouble with that. Give it a year or two. Yeah. You know, when we are maxed out at this capacity, at this place, doing these things, and we are forced to add more people in other places, that's when that's good. Or there's legitimate reason for marketing, shipping, something like that, right? Not just because, oh, well, that's what other companies do. No, let's take a step back and look at our trends, our analytics, our growth, and see what's natural for us. So examine yourself, examine your company, and don't, don't freak out if growth is needed, but don't fall for the trap of viral trends. Yeah. So- Within that, that's this episode. We will see y'all next week. If Like, subscribe, follow us. Um, we're available on all the audio platforms. Available on YouTube. Don't forget to follow Women in the Trailer Industry. Um, we got NATDA coming up. If you are in the trailer industry and attending NATDA, link in the bottom for signing up to be on the podcast with us or Women in the Trailer Industry. We'll be there. Ooh, if you sign up
0: with us, you get a goodie. goodie man. Yeah,
2: we have. we have some good stuff. Um, hot sauce,
0: hats, keychains, made some flasks,
2: flasks, and some uh, thirty ounce tumblers that were laser engraved by the one and only me. <clears throat> the hats weren't; the hats were embroidered by another company. Um, me, I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see y'all on the next one. Y'all stay safe.
1: Bye. Bye.